Candace, it's been a minute. Yeah, where have you been? Well, let's see. Um, last time we recorded an episode, I think it was probably January or February 2020. That's right. Yeah. And now it's October 2020. Um, anything happened in the world? You know, Any- not much. I've been inside a lot these days. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the news has been pretty busy. Like, yeah. Just, like, a lot of things happening, it almost feels like. That's true. Yeah, a lot on the news. People seem to have a lot of emotions. I feel like I've been watching this new accessory hit the market where people are wearing masks. Oh, yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, very fashion forward. It's really interesting. And who... I Is there an election that's going to happen in the U.S.? An election. That's right. Oh, yeah. Gosh. And... I don't know. You know, now that you're mentioning these things, I I do remember California being pretty warm recently, like on fire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Oh, in fact, in San Francisco, there was a day where the sun didn't come out at all because it was covered by wildfire smoke. Wow. Like orange. I I do remember that. Oh, my gosh. I'm just realizing I just utterly blocked out the first (laughs) half of this year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 2020. 2020. Well, hey, everybody. Hi. We didn't see that one coming, right? Welcome back. This is Datology, a voice for Christian metropolitan dating. Where we collect honest stories. For liberating wisdom. For discovery and companionship. And uh, we will graciously be your hosts. I am Matt. and And I'm Candice. Yeah, and uh, you know, look, y'all, first of all, I just want to acknowledge, admit, it's been a while since we recorded one of these episodes. Um, as as our little jokey opener gestured to, it's been a crazy weird year in life. And I'll just say for myself, um, a lot of those curveballs I struck out on. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm glad though, Candace, that you were down for just kind of picking up this project again and uh, putting something together for the people. Yeah, that's right. I don't think when we recorded last that I could have anticipated any of this, right? People joke it feels like the apocalypse and yeah, uh, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially that day that it was the orange sky around here. That was pretty haunting. Yeah, it was so weird. It was yeah. like, um, I mean, it'll be documented in Instagram history <laughs> for the world to see. <laughs> Just scroll back to, I think it was something like September 10th or something, uh, or 4th or something like that. Honestly, I should remember the date, but uh, it's such a strange day. But, you know, we could go into this, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a podcast about dating. And especially for Christians who are dating in a metropolitan space and... I would say the whole the whole game changed the whole yeah. like social fabric the whole like the whole thing got turned upside down this year and I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I I really can't imagine it just seems like 2020 has brought so much like isolation into people's life and there's so much unknown and chaos 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know we wanted to come today to just talk about it. And I do think the podcast, yeah, has a long time coming. And it seems like every yeah. few weeks it's like something new has hit the headlines and disrupted our lives. And um, like I was saying, you know, we are people, too. So having to balance this whole new world. Um, yeah. Yeah, hasn't been the most fun experience I've had. I don't know about for no you, Matt. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's it's been pretty crazy, um, but you know, like you you mentioned isolation. And I'd say that's probably the number one thing that I hear in my work as a minister um, is like the struggle that people are in, and I I feel like the struggle with isolation um, gets extra pronounced in contrast to deep longing that we have for romantic companionship yeah like getting to date or find a spouse or what have you right so uh i could i i have seen and heard from so many people um that the isolation of this season through sheltering in place to not spread a virus you know um uh you know it's it's hit super tender places in our hearts where, um, yeah, I, I'm just hearing about people who uh, are just experiencing quite a lot of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't exclusive to people who are single right now, but I, I almost feel like it extra emphasizes that for people that's who are right. single and live alone and yeah. um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, that's yeah right. you know, what, what have you been hearing or gathering from yeah, uh, exactly. That. Yeah, the the desire for connection and for intimacy doesn't go away because the world gets turned upside down. I, I agree with you. It feels right. like it's highlighted because there's the need even more pronounced if you're not able to use the distractions or just like coping skills and support that you can usually have going to church mm-hmm. on Sunday, seeing a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, you know, time in community, time right. actually like dating someone and, and exploring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. going out to a bar and meeting people casually. I mean, all of that's put on pause for the yes. most part. And I know, you know, the country and the world looks different that some places are opening. Right. And, right. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone's experience at this point uh, has quite a bit of variety. Yes. But yeah. that, that desire for connection Mm-hmm. It's like you want it more, especially when things are so unknown. And I feel like oh, throughout yeah. this process, it's like COVID hit in China. And then there was a sense of like, oh, that's way over there. It's not going to happen here. And then yeah. in you know mid-March, things are shutting down. And, oh, it's only going to be you know two weeks. And then we'll isolate it and everything will go back to normal. And, right. you know, at the beginning there was, it was very unsettling, um, you know, for my clients having like, oh yeah, I think I'll like go back to work or go back to school in, you know, such mm-hmm. and such date. And then like the state would just kick the can for like, okay, now shelter in place is going two more weeks, another month. Yes. And then it was like, kind of without uh, indeterminate it's yes inconclusive yes right? like, like all of a sudden we're just living this till it's an ongoing saga <laughs> like when will it ever end? who knows when yeah and I, I think I, that same feeling not just with covid but 
it's like with all of like the racial injustice that's been really brought to the forefront recently, mm-hmm. that same feeling of like, when is this, when is this going to end? When are people going to listen? When is there going to be change? And with the election, like when is there going to be peace and unity? Yes. Um, and I know for me, like with the fires, like when is the air going to be clear outside when I could just go out for a walk? There's so totally. much totally. unknown and suspension. And so, yes, that need for like grounding and people and especially like romance to for someone to like know you and be in the foxhole with you is Mm -hmm. so important and so i know for a lot of our listeners like that's the space that you are in looking for that person absolutely Absolutely. how do you continue to try dating when the whole field has changed and uh yeah i almost uh think about like uh, be- because dating takes some wind up, you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of get ready for it. There's a stance, you know, whatever you want to get your footing. Uh, and, but like when, when the ground's crumbling yeah. below your feet, how do you find your footing? Yeah. After date? And, uh, and uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this in a little bit more, but it's, it's requiring all new levels of flexibility, nimbleness, agility, yeah. creativity, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're going to speak to in a little bit. But first, I just want to briefly tell you a story. So uh, my wife, Lindsay, and I, we were uh, in London when, like, you know, the pandemic oh, right. is officially named a pandemic. And then borders are closing. We were planning on going on a trip further. Uh, uh, like, the next leg was going to be to Germany. But right then, Germany closed its borders. Oh, so man. we just stay in London a little bit longer and then catch an early flight back to San Francisco. Um, and... Uh, first of all, shout out to all of the London listeners who I got to see there. So respect to you all. Lots of love. And also a little envy because I see on Instagram that those of you that I follow that like you're you're getting to like go out and, you know, hang out with people all the time. You're just going to dine indoors at restaurants and all of that. And I'm a little bit envious uh, because like the world, this highly networked world that we live in right now. We're, we're seeing the way this pandemic is playing out across the world in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so in some ways, like I, I think due to your and my experience, Candace, being in the San Francisco Bay Area, we come from a per, uh, perspective on this that, that may be slightly out of touch with how things are feeling in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, yeah, no certainly. problem. But, uh, and you mentioned that earlier. But uh, yeah, like I, I think uh, to speak to maybe some of our, you know, Bay Area or people who are in a similar situation as that still still choosing to be somewhat cautious and things aren't fully open and all of that mm-hmm. uh, in our area. Uh, we wanted to speak into that and just offer some love and encouragement and some grace and hopefully some wisdom if, if we can. Uh, yeah, but... Um, Candice, as you've been like in, in your practice and stuff and uh, offering therapy to people in this season, has anything come up about dating uh, in this time? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, absolutely. really? Oh, tell me. What, um, what kind of things well, are people Well, I mean, saying? I have a lot of young adult clients, and so uh, I have many clients who still, you know, want to be in a serious relationship, want marriage. And so to be kind of in the middle of that process and, yeah, the places that you would usually start meeting people are 
typically not available when you can't go to church, when you're not, you know, at a social gathering or engaged in hobbies. I mean, really, there isn't a lot available at this point. And Mm -hmm. so it seems like online dating is, you know, if you're not already dating someone, which I think that comes with its own, like, unique, you know, set of its even if you live in the same town, it's like you're long distance all of a sudden because things are like Zoom or, you know, you're doing social distance dates in a park um, if you're just getting to know each other. But if you're exploring, I think apps are kind of the place right now to really meet people. If you're not already doing it, it becomes one of the only places where there is an available market of other humans looking for connection and... So I think it this moment in time has, um, I think, highlighted what what a resource uh, apps and online dating can be, and I know yeah. that that you know also requires a lot of resilience because <laughs> totally. you have to sift through lots of people, and not everyone is on there for the same reasons. Right. But it's yeah. I think it's such a great place to start i mean even in general i feel like so many of the yeah the individuals that i come across because most people listening like you're not in school most jobs like i mean sometimes you can date someone that you work with but a lot of times like you're in your career those are the people that you see every day your world becomes kind of you know small we've talked about that in the show before and so apps really widen the playing field and what i love about them in general um, just going down to like some practical yeah. things that people can yeah. do for connection is so with the app there's so many like I think great filters that people can start with so you actually see someone and some of their general preferences and like how attractive they are and then you have like the casual hellos from afar which I think yeah. for most of us who need some level of like boundaries and trying to assess like do I trust this person how authentic mm. are they in their faith what yeah. are they about? If you have some meaningful back and forth messages or emails or phone calls, that's a great yeah. opportunity to get some of that content um, kind of aligned and see if people are yeah. are compatible before then doing some of the like actual face to face, whether that's, you know, a Zoom meetup right now or yeah. going out to a park oh, or totally. something. Yeah, so I feel you like know, that buildup can be very helpful. It can be, it can be super helpful. And, um, you know, like I, I think I may have mentioned this before, but I, I'm, you know, somewhat of a, um, a non-app person in, mm-hmm. in my dating experience. I don't have much experience with that. You know, like I, uh, I went on like one online dating website uh, back when you would still use websites primarily and not apps. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's that, that long ago. And also, <laughs> right, yeah, that says one thing about it. The second thing is, uh, um, yeah, I, I just hated it. <laughs> it's just like I had my first interaction with somebody. I was just like, this isn't my way. Um, uh, and, you know, so I, I'm, I'm trying to say, like, give permission for if there's some people who are just like, that's not what I really want to do. Sure. I'm right there with you. You don't have to do it. Um, and I also want to speak to some of the potential that exists uh, in a unique time like this through online dating and my handle on it, my kind of like way to relate that question is that, um, yeah, my, 
my wife, now wife Lindsay and I, we started dating long distance, San Francisco to New York. And, um, and our, almost our entire relationship was like brought to you by Apple FaceTime, basically. Like <laughs> we, we just like were like, we would spend hours a day FaceTiming each other. And, um, and it, it, it was kind of good because, um, she and I are ultra, ultra independent, uh, types of people. Um, and it allowed us to just sort of slowly learn to depend on each other, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm. which was needed for, for us. Um, and so for other similarly highly independent individuals, um, dating, like starting to date somebody when all you can do is like FaceTime them or, you know, have a zoom meeting or whatever, that may not be the worst thing at all. Like it actually Mm -hmm. might be just what the doctor orders in terms of possibilities. I think there are a lot of um, ways that having that physical distance can be helpful. I think for even like people that are prone to getting physical too fast, sure, like there is a real barrier to falling into you know having a date built on making out and you know yeah. physical chemistry. And instead, you get a lot of time to get to know what someone is really about. Right. Which I think can be really rare these days. And so what a good opportunity to have. Exactly. Um, and I obviously, shared on this. we know making out is awesome. It's a great thing. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with making out. But if you don't know the sort of thoughts that are in the head that you're making out with you know that's like right. that's a problem right you want to get to know a person you want to care about them and like all of that and what what i hear you saying candace and i completely agree with is just like there's really cool opportunity to really make communication and getting to know somebody the bedrock of a connection if you're yeah. in a, a sort of distant situation right where you're yeah just needed to talk and uh yeah and we've talked about before with the physical intimacy that it should be at the same rate as emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if you, you know, make out or do other things too quickly, then you're, you know, and imp- can be more attached than the relationship can actually hold at that period of time. So right. I, I feel like, yeah, the distance is so helpful. And for a season... Um, of my life I was like dated a few people internationally kind of back to back oh interesting and I feel like in a season like this if you're up for like flexibility with what your life looks like it can be fun that like there's less of a barrier with who you can date like you were saying with you and your wife you know SF to New York that's pretty mind-boggling but if you care about someone and you connect well yeah we we dated for a whole a whole year long distance um you know and we would facetime a ton and we'd make trips to visit each other and all that and that was it was pretty phenomenal uh, actually uh, the, the way it worked out for us um and, and you know this leads me to another point which is in this era of like people being at home more often people uh working via screens uh people socializing via screens like what is distance anyways Hmm. you know what i mean like deep everybody's (laughs) i know right what is distance (laughs) what is time what is time what is yeah like uh but really like what what difference does it make if a person is uh 
you know, around your corner or on the other side of the world, like you can possibly have a similarly quality interaction with them, mm-hmm. especially in the early stages of dating. Um, yeah. And I think it allows it in a weird way. It super opens possibilities and spreads wide, like the possibilities mm-hmm. like a, for uh, like a bigger net, basically, of, yeah. of who you might be connecting with, reaching out to. Yeah. So uh, I... I have encouraged many people uh, just with that question, like, yeah, man, like what, what's distance right now anyways? Like if you're, if you're doing church via the internet, if you're doing school via the internet, hanging out with friends via the internet, why not date via it? You know, like, um, and of course, like there, there's some things to consider in that, but I've highly, highly encouraged people just like um, those those excessive limits that we put on ourselves about I will only date people within my zip code or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Um, I, I think this is a unique time for us to internally challenge those limitations. Right. And, yeah. and I would, I'm like super recommending that because, uh, you know, there's people out there who might live across the country who are friends that you have been friends with for a long, old time. And you like so appreciate them, and I, I I'm starting to get into mine and Lindsay's story here for a sec. But like, we were friends for a long time, and then it was just like, oh yeah, why am I not dating her? Just why not? Mm. Why not explore it, right? And and it ended up actually being uh, like the perfect thing because it was beautifully safe, even on the level of like you know when people break up in community but you still have to see them around church and you still have to, <laughs> whatever, right? right? Like, it, it's like even safer, like an even greater safety that's net. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really true. Yeah. You avoid that whole potential of complication, which probably takes some of the pressure off, you know, in yes. the process as well. If you feel like you can get to know someone without thinking about what other people would think or what if you commit and then it, you know, you break up and, yeah, you're in the same CG together. It's super awkward. Exactly. Um, exactly. And yeah. I think uniquely with individuals living in cities like we are, it, typically you're someone who likes to be mobile and like has a sense of some adventure to your life. So, yep. you know, if you want to date someone in Paris, because if that worked out, maybe you'd spend several years or a lifetime in Paris. Like it seems like, this is the population to to do it. Like life is already primed for that, right? Like people are yeah. going to other places for work. So, anyways, that's yeah, our pitch yeah. for the online sphere. Yes. Um, and then I I do want to go down to like obviously mm-hmm. when if you do live in the same place, the calls and video will only take you so far. So I think sure. the next step is to assess comfort level on meeting in person and whether that's like a socially distanced walk Mm -hmm. or if you live somewhere where, you know, there's dining outdoors or an outdoor picnic. Uh, One thing that I I do want to speak to is that everyone has very different comfort levels to COVID right now. Yeah. And, you know, there's quite a range with people that aren't really thinking about it and trying to live their life as normally as possible. And then those that are being really conservative. Yeah. And I'll say, like, because I do have a young child, um, my family's super conservative. Yeah. And, like, we order our groceries um, mm-hmm. delivered, and 
we are, you know, always masked and, and distance. Um, and that's our comfort level. So one thing I'd encourage is as people move to the stage of, you know, let's meet in person, I really encourage you to think about like what is a situation that is most comfortable and defaulting to the person that's more conservative because you want the person you're getting to know to feel yeah. like their guard can be down and that they're not anxious, you know, worried yeah. if you're too close or if you don't want to wear a mask. Like really, I, I know that people have politicized the COVID and yeah. I really encourage everyone to just respect the people you're trying to get to know. And if yeah. you're a non-masker yeah. and the person you're talking to really does, you want to be cautious. Like yeah. it's a small die to self to, to throw on that mask that and give distance. That's great phrasing. It's a small die to self. I mean, and as we, as we know from like, uh, you know, watching what, what a healthy relationship takes, it really takes regular small dies to self and sometimes large ones, you know? And, um, and in that way, you know, it's just a simple way to honor a person as, you know, above yourself. Right. Uh, and so I, I think that's super good and, um, to create that kind of safety, uh, for people. Um, and you know, I, I imagine a lot of people who are listening to this right now, you know, we're, we're now, what is it? Seven months into like this whole ordeal, uh, in our area in San Francisco. And, um, so you've probably felt out or felt out how to have those conversations. So mostly just an encouragement to like, keep having those conversations and, show respect to where people are coming from because um you know uh, and and show respect to where you you yourself are coming from like Mm. i mean if if you're cautious and you're you're thinking about this and you're you're taking care of you know a parent who's old older or you know what have you right or just wanting to be very very respectful to your community and not spread the spread a virus around it right like um you know i i think it's just good and worth it to respect yourself where you're coming from and respect others where they're coming from and i think it's you know to be all pastoral for a moment like very biblical it's a it's a very biblical thing just to like honor one another's uh, as higher than ourselves right it's like philippians 2 stuff to choose the path of humility where you think others are more significant and yeah. uh and like treat people with that kind of high regard so um, I think this is a very, very, very practical way to do that right now. Yeah. yeah. One thing you had mentioned that I do want to highlight is you were saying, you know, by this point, you know, we've probably already created language around having those conversations with one another about yeah. like COVID comforts. And I will say, because I am, you know, on the more conservative side with it, sometimes I'm shocked at when I, you know, want to spend time with someone that I that there is pushback still, you know, like, oh, do we have to wear a mask for outdoors? And um, mm. so I just want to encourage listeners, like, if you're, if, if you have a request for comfort, yes, like make your request known. And it can be really easy, you know, before you meet, you meet with someone, just say like, oh, I, you know, feel most comfortable doing masks and six feet or whatever your preferences are. Yeah. And, and then for the receiver, if that's different, than what you're practicing to, to honor it. I really like what Matt said. I, it really is putting someone's like real health and safety and mental wellness um, yeah. and level of peace 
above your own needs um, Mm -hmm. and be a person of your word because I've definitely had um, heard lots of situations, you know, where people will say that they'll do one thing with COVID and then, you know, there's this whole like new level of like drama in relationships yeah. that as a therapist I get to hear where, like people are potting and then one person saw, uh, you know, someone outside of the pod and that person sees, you know, 50 people. And yeah. so there, there actually needs to be a greater level of communication right now because it is people's safety. And sometimes we don't know if someone has a health condition or yeah. who they're interfacing with on a daily basis. So I really, yeah, yeah, I just want to encourage people to be clear and respectful in navigating this and knowing that this is a very unique opportunity. And hopefully this is not like a a long-term, longer than, you know, a couple years experience for us. You know, and, and, uh, you know, Lord, Lord, please let this not be longer. But one thing that I think we can glean from this moment that's going to carry on into the future is what you said about trust. And um, I think there is a bit of a, almost like a crisis of trust that is happening in our world right now. We're, we're wondering if we can, we can trust our neighbors. We're wondering if we could trust our government, trust, you know, trust the church, trust God, you know, trust the people who we've been friends with and family members. And, um, and, that's that's a disorienting place to be uh, as as people where um, like foundational trust that we took as given feel like they're much more shaky than they previously yeah. were right that's and so good. Um, as that applies to dating I think um, the cultivation of trust in dating uh, I, I couldn't think of something like you know m- more important uh, to like mix into the foundation it's like trust and love and respect it's you know maybe there's they're, they're all sort of linked but like trust is super duper there in the foundation of a relationship that's worth holding on to and cultivating and whatever um and largely that has to do with uh communicating uh expectations and promises that we make to one another as like normal things so in this instance it happened it might be about COVID safety but tomorrow or you know years down the line it might be getting home on time or you know or like you know (laughs) remaining faithful to your spouse and all of these Mm -hmm. kinds of things right like who uh to you know the biblical way of thinking about this is whoever is faithful with little will be entrusted much more Mm -hmm. right and uh and so what we get to do is be faithful with the small things and including the most microscopic version of that which makes all the difference which is our own word right like if Mm. we say something we will follow through with it and Mm. people can depend on that right Mm. uh so i'm i'm going on and on here for a bit but like i think trust with the crisis of trust that's in our world right now or now or we don't know if we can trust anything having relationships and dating in such a way that you are infusing trust into the world i mean it's a it's a spiritual act of resistance in like the climate that we exist in right now to truly be people of our word to follow a god who's um you know the song that's popular right now by maverick city music like you're a god of your word or like you're a man of your word and 
I, I just like think back to the way that God is a covenant God. He's a promise-making God, a promise-keeping God. And uh, we as his people, though we're going to fail from time to time, obviously, and, and there's grace for that. Um, we get to be promise-making, promise-keeping people too. Mm. And um, yeah, so being true to our word, communicating what we need uh, and communicating the like promises that we're going to make to people and following through on that. That's just huge and creates a lot of safety and connection in a relationship. So, mm. yeah, and that that will live beyond this moment uh, for sure. Just like remaining so remaining people of our word. So good. I love everything that you just said. And it reminded me that earlier I had a conversation with a client where we brainstormed deal breakers for dating. Oh, wow. Yeah. And tell me more. One topic that we got on um, that's in line with what you're saying was that if you express a need, that you want to see that person validate your need. And so just a simple example of if you say, like, I'm cold. Yeah. You don't want someone to, like, minimize, oh, it's not that bad, <laughs> or, ah, oh, suck it up, yeah. or, you know, what are you talking about? It's, it's warm outside. Yeah. But people validating need and respecting you is huge yes and i think that's right in line with like trust can i trust you with my needs can i trust you with like who i am as a person and so what you want to hear in that moment is like i'm so sorry you're cold do you want to wear my jacket do we yeah, need yeah. to move inside should we order a hot <laughs> beverage right. right someone who meets your needs because like you said this we're talking about covid but these are great examples for when i'm dating i'm trying to observe what type of spouse someone would be um you know if i if i want to be in a long-term relationship with someone then the yes i'll wear a mask for you and respect that absolutely is a key to is someone going to respect the needs that i have that are different from theirs if i'm cold are they going to look for a jacket for me or are they going to minimize me and make me feel dumb for being yeah, cold? yeah right if i need you to be on time for a dinner that i cooked for two hours are you going to show up Yeah. or are you going to say it's not that big of a deal and disregard me and hang out with a coworker for longer? Right. And so you're right. I think that these are just examples. Right. And that's what a lot of what dating is. There are opportunities to observe and get to know how people react in, in real time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, right. I feel like we can go, go on and on about, you know, that the trust that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I think that is huge and it, I feel like as believers, it should not be so hard to agree to put other people's needs before ours. Even if you like think that this is a hoax, um, right. if it's what everyone needs to feel safe and to move forward with society, like that, yeah. that should be easy to like default to everyone's comfort level. You know, if it's not putting value at risk and i know that could be a huge rabbit trail (laughs) to politics and you know yeah this is not what this podcast is for i did want to mention something though because you know we're talking about 2020 and i know politics is a huge part of conversation and interest right now with the elections coming up um and so that's been another conversation i've had with clients is so what how much do i talk about who I'm voting for, you know, my thoughts on a topic when I'm just getting to know someone. Right. And um, I think that's all very fair, Mm -hmm. right? What we believe and how we put our beliefs into a vote and what we want to see in terms of legislation are are very valid parts of um, the way that we 
express our our Christianity. Um, so the the advice that I gave them and I'll give yeah. to all of you is that to to think about the parts of yourself that will still exist beyond the election and beyond mm. this current president and this current moment with COVID and the issues that we're focused oh, on. That's good. Um, and think about those values instead of belief systems and focus on that. Yeah. Because I think if, if we get too overly focused on a topic right now i I mean politics is just loaded it is so sensitive because what we want to see in the world is often an extension of what we believe right absolutely the things that are important to us and how we think that things should go and some people are neutral about politics and other people there's an issue or a set of issues that you get really fired up about and that's fair we obviously see it in humanity that's cool right yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think as we're dating, there's probably a lot of like middle ground and you're not going to probably agree with everything that your spouse is going to agree with when yeah. it comes to politics. And so oh, totally. maybe not getting into all of that at the beginning and just focusing on what is important to you. Right? right. Faith is important to you. Having unity, having a world of peace, you know, how we get into what that looks like is going to splinter off and look different. But yeah. I don't see enough in the world right now, just those common denominators. Like, oh, yeah, I also want to see a world that honors God mm. and his creation. And we might disagree on, like, what that looks like. But if we can come to the table that we agree yeah. and we want to love and honor God with our actions and our lifestyle, that really is the most important thing. And probably in relationship, we will form each other's viewpoints. Oh, yeah. Um and grow at the same time you know as we're exposed to new experiences that is very very so true. yeah and I, yeah and i can you know that Lindsay and i when we we started dating i think we had different political come froms you know and i i think in dialogue over the years um we've we've affected each other and mm-hmm. that's a that's a cool thing i think it's uh, tempered both of our perspectives and allowed us to learn from one another and you know, like I, I thank so much, Lindsay, for uh, helping me see things I didn't see before, you know, and um, if I would have just been in this mindset of like, oh, you know, a person needs to think exactly what I think politically and then they're, you know, that's a litmus test for if I date them or not. Uh, <laughs> I would have I lost out on a wife, you know what I mean? Like that, it yeah. just, like that's, yeah, and, and, uh, and that, that sucks. Um, and, uh, I was, I was actually listening to a, a podcast the other day and, um, you know, shout out to the mocking cast, probably my favorite podcast. Um, yeah, like even more favorite than this podcast that I'm on right now, <laughs> as, as crazy as that might sound, <laughs> but, um, I, I love that podcast so much, but, uh, one of the things that they were mentioning is that there's all these, uh, couples in the world who have like, uh, you know, one's a Republican, one's a Democrat. And, uh, you know, for our listeners across the pond, you know, those are the two parties in the United States. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, like, they come from different sides of the political spectrum. And uh, and just, like, this curiosity around what, what must it take for people to be in committed relationship and, like, loving relationship with one another when they have, you know, oppose, opposing viewpoints on politics and it really has to get into like uh it it might even be the remedy for the situation that we're in right now which is like hyper hyper polarized 
but uh, the thing that wins out is I really, really love this person and I, I can't just like demonize them for their politics because mm. I spend my life with them and I freaking adore them. You know what I mean? And mm. um, and I just think that's like, uh, like to get on the human level uh, mm. again and not just like so be good. thinking political about stuff, yeah. and, which, uh, you know, be talking head uh, regurgitating what we heard on CNN or Fox News or wherever, right? Uh, but instead, being people who who love who love those who that mm. we're connected to, um, and can can see the potential, and and there can be room for disagreement, and you know, y- passionate disagreement, um, and it comes back to, gosh, man, th- this person's like pretty phenomenal at the same time. Mm. So I just want to name that as a possibility for people as they're dating during an election season is you might meet somebody who you know come has a different political come from place for, from you and uh you you might be like utterly uh smitten you know and god bless it that mm-hmm. might actually be a beautiful thing and lead to a lifetime of good sharpening uh relation uh conversations that would be good for everybody involved you know so um mm. yeah i i think that's a a cool possibility that exists right now in our world and and in dating um yeah so good so good a couple of things you said that i really just want to highlight is the idea that we can objectify people instead of really seeing the person i i think a lot of headlines you read will just say you know democrats republicans or far left far right yeah. And that polarizing language makes it so easy to just like not see actual faces. And one thing I've tried to practice during this election season is like when I read those titles to actually allow individuals to come to mind who I love, whether it's like family members or friends, um, because it's not right. Media can say anything. Tweets can say anything, but really, if I'm thinking about like my grandma and what she believes, which might be different from me, or my aunt so and so, or the best friend that I grew up with, then I know that these are people that have good hearts and they might not see the same like way of getting to the goal that I think we share, but they're like lovely human beings that want good for the world. And that's really important in this time Mm -hmm. and um today i was listening to part of the um supreme court justice hearing yes and um there was a quote that i really liked that and you know i haven't been following the individual very much so i don't know much about her story but she said at one point i don't oppose people i oppose ideas Mm-hmm. And I loved that idea that yeah. she was really intentional to say, like, I, I'm not arguing with this person. That isn't the point. I, it's this idea. And if we can extrapolate, like, humans who we love that are all yeah. image bearers, yeah. every single person with, you know, hearts yeah. that are beating and alive on this earth are image bearers. And then we can separate that to That's ideas. Important. I thought it was so humanizing. Yeah. So I, I just loved that quote. It was, yeah, it, a good reminder that's good and you know with that the freedom to to not overly identify with our ideas you know that's right our identity is not our ideas um Mm -hmm. and 
uh, our identities are, are delivered to us. They're spoken over us um, by God himself, you know. Um, and and I just think that's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's an important perspective to have in the mix here. Um, I, I do want to, uh, like, shift the, the topic, if you're cool with it, where I, I think... Um, I think this is uh, one of my, my favorite opportunities or like my favorite times for connecting with people who are looking for, for people to date and stuff because I get to be like this almost like creativity coach <laughs> with people. <laughs> so like I've had so many conversations with people where they're just like, how in the world do I date right now? You know? And So what tips are you giving? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, so like creativity is, you know, uh, nothing brings me to life, like just getting opportunities to create and like imagine new possibilities and think about the the groundbreaking thing that's never been done before. Um, so, and just being in that conversation, collaborating with people about it, you know, because I don't always have uh, <laughs> a cool idea, but I think I can get to it with, with a conversation partner. Um, but mm-hmm. one thing that I, I just started doing is uh, like, uh, I, I just put up a random Instagram story where I was just like, Hey yo, I'm I'm uh, I'm interested in connecting my friends who want to date each other. So uh, if you want me to connect you with somebody, just let me know. DM me, and uh, I'll just set That's you up on great. a date. And uh, yeah, so follow me at at mt underscore barrios, and uh, you know, <laughs> just like seriously, like I I'm like psyched to just kind of hook people up on blind dates. And right people now. were game. What's that? People were game. People, you said yeah, people some people up? were totally game, and uh, That's yeah, awesome. I've um, connected a couple of couples and all that and uh be in like quarantine dating season and everything and and i'm just a big fan of people tapping into freedom and creativity right now and just because just because certain options are not fully on the table right now doesn't mean that other options aren't there but it just re- requires us to get that much more creative with how we're thinking about it in order to make something happen right so Mm-hmm. I think that's one, um, uh, like, one expression is just like, dude, just put up that Instagram story and like, you know, say like, hey, can I connect you? And uh, you know, mm-hmm. follow me and I'll connect you too. Like, if if you need some help, um, and especially that that piece around like geography being not as big of a deal uh, as we have ever thought it is, um, people can like, uh, yeah, like. Some one of the couples that I, I connected are a San Francisco London couple, you know, and it's like, yeah, wh- what is distance right now? Like distance is, is not that difficult actually. Just just connect with somebody for a conversation, see if something's there, and there may not be anything there. Like, and there's no pressure for anybody, but like, there's such a rare and unique openness that people have to connecting with people far outside of what they would have imagined before because uh it's all just like happening on a screen anyways you know what i mean and i i'm like in highly 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 encouraging that for people right now um to like bust out of those limiting perspectives about how i feel like dating is supposed to be um and instead yeah like date somebody across the planet uh you know like have that coffee date where you have to figure out time zone differences <laughs> you know uh i'm like super into it for helping people do that right now uh do you have any i'm curious candace like uh as you're thinking about what like dating creatively right now might look like you know let, let's riff on that together 
Oh, if, I think you and I can cook up some good ideas right now. <laughs> we're jading. Um, I, well, it made me, when you were talking, it made me think of like a video that I saw kind of early in quarantine. And I think it was based in New York. And some guy um, had like seen a girl in another building like adjacent to his. And so he used like a drone to like fly <laughs> over and drop off his the number. Oh, my god. And goodness. ended up like talking and then he like set up a dinner for her on the balcony and then he was on his balcony and like they had you know distance dinners and then in the video he like got in a bubble and like brought her flowers while he was in a bubble um so i don't know how like real that was but i thought it was really cute and i i do think with technology there are a lot of ways that you could you know, use resources to to make it happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, you're still probably seeing people, you know, if you're going on walks or going to yes. a public park or something, they're, you know, just, just finding ways to, you know, write your number down on cardboard or talk Abs- to someone from 10 feet away or something. The, um, the art of the picnic date is alive and well in the COVID era. Like, uh, you know, people wowing other people with the sort of like charcuterie spread that they can put together <laughs> and um yeah like I, I feel like uh when i when i ride my bike through um uh, golden gate park here in san francisco which is a big big beautiful park probably the best park in any city ever uh move over central park new york you don't have anything on us <laughs> um yeah so i'll be like riding my bike through golden gate park and i find that uh people are just like uh, paired off and just like having picnics with each other and it's so so delightful like to watch love be in the air um, and you know who knows if those people are long-standing couples or, or just getting to know each other or whatever but uh, like getting outdoors with people right now it's good for the soul good for the mind you know and, and good for connecting with folks and uh, so yeah like highly recommend the picnic date for sure. Hmm. That also made me think, so if you're planning to do like a date on, you know, Zoom or something, yeah. some creative ideas are like, send your date a meal via Grubhub. Mm-hmm. Or um, like when I was dating internationally, I remember getting like things in the mail from like Amazon or something. And yeah. I thought how creative, you know, there's so much technology that you can gift each other, do surprises, um, you know beyond just flowers at the door but like coffee at the door yeah. is lovely or food or you yes. know a book or something so that yeah reminds there's me, definitely actually, ways to be when Lindsay and i were connected. dating long distance and she was in new york um i i would like uh yeah postmates her a, a meal and like it arrive at her door and it's just like it's date night baby let's like Cute. let's have dinner together and all of that and uh it was so fun it was super special and uh, and like kind of kind of the cool thing about this time is all of those little those little creative riffs that people are like inserting into the dating thing they those like speak extra volumes right now because the, like people people are missing like the the normal sort of magic that's built into life yeah. um that just happens by like going about life and seeing things that are strange and interesting or like 
having a random conversation with a stranger that was that compelled you, whatever it might be. And so when people get treated in some sort of special, unexpected way, uh, I mean, gosh, that's a, uh, I feel like you're going to, you're going to get a heart uh, out of that, right? Like you're going to like speak to somebody's uh, desire to be appreciated and seen and treated as special uh, in, in a time where it feels like everything's sort of being flattened, you know, and people are kind of stuck in their own isolation and, uh, you know, am I known at all? Right. Am I acknowledged at all? And, uh, those, those kinds of things, those, those special extras, you know, going the extra mile, uh, can ultra brighten up people's lives right now. So highly Mm -hmm. recommended it. Yeah. 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 I love the, the creativity and I think, part of what we're encouraging is that people, you know, still continue, continue to date, yeah. continue to take risks, even in, um, this climate. And I definitely want to encourage that if you feel isolated or sad, like that is a real part of this experience too. Yes. And I think that is so normal. So normal. I, that day that the sky was orange, Yes. I will say almost every one of my clients was feeling depressed. And I thought, how normal, right? Right. That makes so much sense that the world is off right now and it's dark outside throughout the entire day and you feel off. So, yeah, be creative and tap into connection when you have the energy. And if you're feeling anxious about the election or you can't, you know, breathe healthy air outside or COVID is keeping you from a special event to acknowledge that those yeah. are hard days and require, you know, extra care for yourself. Um, I think that is so important just to get through whatever the rest of 2020 brings is to have moments where, yeah, today I'm not feeling so social yeah. or um, surely this is a time to reconnect with therapists yeah. or other, you know, supportive avenues pastors spiritual directors good friends family members because it's also a season like ripe for defaulting to poor coping skills yeah that's so true yeah so reach out for help folks like if you need it um you know reach out to us you got our website and um in the show notes and stuff reach out to us we'd love to care for you and, and show you some love and i'll just talk up candace for a sec she's an incredible marriage and family therapist uh you know connect with her i i will say i am only licensed in california and oregon because i have had some people from Uh, the show reach out and only those states i can provide support for but um, i could always give you some good book recommendations or something and um um, yeah and but that's not the same for you right right, matt with with spiritual direction so yeah practicing worldwide (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, that's great um, yeah so reach out to me I'd love to show you some love and support um, yeah and see how God's what God's up to uh, in the midst of all this so um, just some final blessings Candice let's just send people off with some blessing and so I'd, yeah everybody's listening I bless you just to um, yeah just to know that this is an acknowledgement this is a rough time and um, I bless gentleness kindness grace with yourself uh, and all the more like uh, experiencing that from God, that he, he's a God who, who loves and cares for you, who will never leave you and forsake you or forsake you. And uh, yeah, I'm just super um, grateful for, for your life and uh, 
mm. and for the faith that it is taking to keep going. Um, so I bless faith in you uh, to see the possibility where it feels like there may not be anything possible and, um, and to keep chasing after the desires of your heart as it pertains to dating and uh, anything else that's going on in your life. So bless you, bless you, bless you. I will say that this is a moment in time and that humans, we are prone to assume and to desire permanence. Um, and on this side of eternity, one of the only constants is change itself. And um, the, the good part of that right now is that this isn't going to last forever. There will be a time where we are maskless, I really imagine. And the next president will have been chosen. You know, fires will end. And um, I, I really do pray that there will be movement for real equality and justice. Um, but we won't feel like this forever. And, and that is my encouragement is that as, as you go through each day and kind of weather each experience as it comes for the rest of 2020 and beyond to remember that this moment will pass. That is really the gift is that we do have seasons that things are hard and we grieve and you will certainly have a season where you belly laugh yeah. and you, you know, breathe fresh air and feel like this is the best moment of my life. Cause that's what happens as humans. We are a lot of different emotions. Yes. And so to hold on to that hope on the days that it feels particularly hard, that there will be a fun, enjoyable life giving day coming in your future mm, yeah well thanks candace for uh blessing them and chatting with me it's super good to get to reconnect and do yes. this together yeah absolutely and i know um you know we haven't recorded in a while matt and i are gonna record you know this episode is going out and then one more episode to to close out our project and to have uh our podcast available to you for as long as you need it to as long as podcasts are a thing yes. <laughs> to, to before they become like hologram to tap into or, you know, whatever that is yeah, yeah that's right something yeah that we can't compete with <laughs> this has been a beautiful um, <laughs> project that i'm really grateful to have got to do with you candace and i hope that it's really blessed people um you know we're, we're going to be doing like a big old gigantic celebratory wrap-up in uh in our final episode that'll come out here pretty soon and um yeah and yeah, I just encourage anybody who like still wants to reach out, connect with me and Candace, reach out to us, please. Like, um, you know, we would love to hear from you. And um, and if you're, uh, yeah, like if you're like wondering, oh, is this podcast going to disappear? Like, don't worry, we're going to keep it up. It'll be uh, there for you to re-listen to if you ever are so inspired. And um, yeah, we, we hope that it continues to encourage people as we know that there's you know, there's thousands of people listening to this podcast and that's a, a pretty uh, exciting and humbling thing uh, to, to know. Mm -hmm. And um, we hope that what we've put out there for you has encouraged you over the years and uh, tune in please next mm -hmm. time as we, we kind of bring it to its a uh, great and final conclusion. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for listening. Right, take care everybody. Bye. Bye.